Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Distilled Podcast. My name is Jonathan Gaby, and I'm your master distiller here on the show. On this podcast, you'll hear from industry experts as well as myself to learn more about marketing and take what might be complicated and hard to understand topics and distill them down into actionable strategies and well-executed tactics for your business, organization, or brand. Whether you're new to marketing, social media, digital marketing, heck, anything online, or you've been doing this for quite some time, you're sure to hear something new, get a fresh perspective, or reinforce what you've already learned. You might even get a new idea for your next marketing campaign, product, or service. So pour yourself a beverage, grab a pen and paper, or just sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Marketing Distilled. And in this episode of Marketing Distilled, I want to talk to you about how everyone should periodically audit and review their social media profiles to make sure that they are the best that they can be. Perhaps this episode is an encouragement to make sure that you're following the fundamentals of social media and communication, but also help us to think about how our social media fits into the overall strategy and marketing mix. What follows is what I've learned from attending and participating in Twitter spaces held by uh, Twitter enthusiast and expert Madeline Sklar, where she and her fellow co-hosts audit Twitter profiles that are submitted to her every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. This framework is also what I think about the social media profile. While the focus of this episode is on Twitter, the lessons that you learn from this episode will serve you on any other social media profile you have or now, uh, any social media profile you have now or will want to start in the future. I hope that you'll enjoy this episode. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Evernote. This episode of Marketing Distilled is sponsored by Evernote. 
With our lives becoming more complex every day, Evernote helps you make sense of it all and avoid overwhelm. Capture, sort, and use all the information you encounter during your day. Ideas, emails, documents, websites, pictures, audio, and more. Stay on top of your to-do list by creating tasks that live inside your notes. Link those notes to calendar events so that you're prepared for every meeting and see it all in a convenient, customizable dashboard. Once you capture something in Evernote, it's saved forever. Powerful search functionality makes it easy to find what you need later, so Evernote becomes your second brain, where you can not only store information, but connect those ideas and put them to work for you. With Evernote, you can remember everything, be more productive, and accomplish anything. Get started today by going to jonathangaby.com slash Evernote to sign up for an account today. That's jonathangaby.com slash E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. So the first thing that I want to describe to you in this framework is that the first thing you do is determine your purpose for Twitter. One thing that I've learned in my studies and something I have validated in my work with brands is that marketers need to be thoughtful about what they add or use to their, uh, what they add or use in their marketing mix and how they contribute to the overall business goals. When you completely understand what your business goals are and what your North Star is, then your social media strategy is much easier to define. What I see is that many people join Twitter without really understanding their overall purpose. Therefore, this is the first thing you should do when you're looking at to make your Twitter profile or any other social media profile, for that matter, dynamite. Possible uh, reasons or uh, avenues that you want to explore are Twitter will help me get in front of my ideal customer or persona. Twitter will help me grow my network and fellow professionals in the industry. Twitter will help me establish my brand with my ideal audience member. Twitter will then help me share my message and what I have to share with the world. With some of these questions and more if you come up with them, you'll have a bigger picture view on how Twitter will fit into your purpose for marketing. If you've been able to successfully figure out how your Twitter profile will fit your marketing strategy, now you can move forward with the next step in the social media process. So after you've determined your business goals and your purpose for Twitter and how they will achieve or how Twitter will achieve those business goals, now we get into the nitty gritty of building your profile. And the second thing that you need to start doing or to complete on this task list, let's say, is to create compelling pictures and photography. The old saying is true that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, Twitter and other social media profiles give you the opportunity for 2,000 words because many social media accounts have two photos for your account, your profile picture and a cover or banner photo. First, let's talk about that profile picture. There are really two rules about your profile picture to follow on Twitter or any other social media uh, marketing network. If you're a personality or an individual, You should use a photo of yourself, a headshot, 
or some sort of of an actual photo of you. This should reflect your personality, your smile, your brand, if you're developing or developed one. The second rule is that if you are using Twitter for your business or organization, then you absolutely should and must use your company's logo. A word about your logo, though. As I have seen lots of logos designed, they're they're designed to fit into a square or a rectangle or some other odd shape. All profile pictures on social media nowadays are usually shown as a circle or shown in a circular um, window. It's important that you work with your designers to make sure that your logo is designed so it fits really well within that circle. Many businesses' uh, logos don't look good in a circle from what I've seen. Lots of logos have text in the business name, a slogan, and more. So it's probably better to design a logo that doesn't include text, rather just graphic elements. This strategy might elevate your brand a bit more. Think about those brands like Apple, Nike, and McDonald's, where their logo is just simply a graphical element. For Apple, it's a Apple with a bite taken out of it. For Nike, it's that swoosh. For McDonald's, it's the two arches that shape the letter M. You get the idea. If you're a business or a brand that can do that kind of thing, absolutely must uh, do that because uh, you're you're going to take a, as much advantage of that circular pattern or that circular design element as you can. Let's now look at your cover photo. I think it's safe to say that the cover photo is akin to a billboard that you might see on the side of interstates and highways. So the question is, what makes a good billboard? It's pretty simple. From what I see, A good billboard has good imagery to capture someone's attention from the road, very little text because they don't have time to read a lot, and one simple call to action. So take those uh, lessons from an interstate billboard and distill them down into uh, actionable things for your cover photo in that you should include good imagery to capture the attention of the person who's looking on your Twitter or social media profile. Use very little text uh, and just make one simple call to action. You don't want to confuse your audience by having all sorts of different things on your cover photo because if you have too many elements and if you have too many decisions to make, then your audience or someone who's potentially going to be uh, involved in your uh, social media is not going to take any action at all because the old saying is, if you confuse, you lose. Because they don't know what to do, they're going to get out and figure something else out. Also, consider, too, the various places your graphic would appear and how to best design the graphic. For instance, the iPhone has a notch that might present a design challenge for you. Other concerns are how big pictures display on small screens like tablets and smartphones. That's my second point, and we'll uh, talk about the third point here in just a second. So after you have kind of figured out your uh, purpose for Twitter and your business goals, then you need to figure out what your compelling pictures and photography are, 
your your profile and your uh, cover or banner photo. And now it's time to get into the nitty gritty of writing and crafting your profile copy elements. There are a few elements of your Twitter profile that you can customize. Your Twitter handle or name, your bio or introduction, a website address, and location, if that's something relevant to you. This is where you get the opportunity to describe your business, share your brand's promise, establish your authority, share why you're unique and preferred among others who do the same thing as you, and as well as call them to action. And you get to do this in just 160 characters. You might use this real estate to highlight hashtags that are relevant to your business, brand, or organization. A hashtag is a keyword that has the number sign in front of it. It's a way to highlight the term and make it searchable on Twitter. You might also include the relevant uh, Twitter handles of other accounts that you'd like to highlight. Say like the, the Twitter account that you're developing is a, uh, an account that's tied to the larger brand, uh, then you can tag um, that larger brand in your Twitter bio. I've seen this with like Delta and certain other brands where they have really two uh, Twitter accounts. They have the main one that highlights the business, that, that talks about the various offers that, that they're making, uh, travel tips and things like that. But if you ever have a problem with like your check bags or canceled flight or anything like that, they ask you to go to another um, Twitter handle. It's like Delta Helps or Delta Cares or something like that. And they have another Twitter handle for you to interact with if you have customer service complaints. In the same way, uh, Twitter or uh, Delta Helps uh, tags or, or indicates that it's part of the Delta brand. And so it will make that tie in their bio. Next, you can insert an important URL in your Twitter bio. It's pretty straightforward here, but um, let's try to be creative. Ideally, you would put the URL of your company's website, but what else could you use the URL for? So let's do a little bit of brainstorming real quick. If you're in sales, why not include a link to sign up for a white paper for your lead generation strategy? If you're in customer service and you don't like the way that Twitter handles, um, you know, customer complaints and things like that through uh, DMs and whatnot, maybe you have a link to start a ticket for customer support where they fill out a form and that's the way that you initiate helping customers with complaints or concerns. Or if you're into business generation, then perhaps a link to start an order for delivery, not just a link to your website, but go straight to the shopping cart, bypass all that stuff, um, with you telling people about yourself and you know who's in your company and all this other stuff, and just drive traffic to your uh, e-commerce site so that people will get right to it uh, to find out what you sell and make an order and have have you deliver it to them. I'm thinking like catering. I'm thinking like uh, food delivery. I'm thinking about um, businesses that you know obviously make a product and sell that product. 
what easier way to to get people to your uh, to the front of your uh, retail location online as as it is to um, just make that link the the opening doors to your shop. See what I mean? You get the idea. So take that URL space and make it more meaningful to your audience or the people you're trying to connect with. Let's take a short break and hear from our sponsor, Agorapulse. This episode of Marketing Distilled is brought to you by Agorapulse. As a marketer, you may very well be overwhelmed managing your social media from creating content consistently, responding to comments and your audience, and figuring out what is working and what isn't in your business. Meet Agorapulse. Agorapulse helps you stay organized and save time with Agorapulse's social media inbox, publishing, reporting, and monitoring tools. Plus, if you have a large team, Agorapulse has collaboration, moderation, and editing tools built right in. Join folks like Ogilvy, Shipped, Confluent Health, and over 31,000 other social media managers by signing up today for your free 15-day trial. Visit jonathangaby.com slash agorapulse to get started. That's jonathangaby.com slash A-G-O-R-A-P-U-L-S-E. As a listener of Marketing Distilled, by now you've heard a few episodes of the podcast. You've heard some interviews and some solo shows where I and we discuss marketing principles and tactics. Here's, here's something that I'd like to ask you to do. Would you mind rating and reviewing the Marketing Distilled podcast in iTunes? If you have any suggestions, episode ideas, or questions about the show, you're absolutely able to email me directly at contact at jonathangaby.com. Now, let's get back to creating a dynamite Twitter profile. Now, as of 2022, Twitter is set up that you can compose what's called a pinned tweet and put it at the top of your Twitter profile. This is a great opportunity to extend your real estate to provide further information, biographical materials, promotions, collaborations, news informations, and more. You can use this tweet with a video, photo, and a link to further in encourage others to, uh, to action or engagement. Perhaps this technique you can use uh, to feature items, specials, or different promotions your business is running. Again, use your creativity here like you did with your URL. If you're a restaurant, feature your weekly menu. Bookstore, bestseller list for the week. You get the idea. So use what's called the pinned tweet to further increase uh, the opportunities that a visitor to your Twitter profile can uh, take with you uh, when they get there. Now, this the fifth point that I have is really kind of a wild card. I added this in after... Uh, looking at my uh, show notes for this episode, and I decided to insert this point because I think it needs to be 
at least uh, discussed or explored. And that is, if you feel comfortable, you ought to definitely pursue verification of your Twitter profile. Depending on where you are in your Twitter usage and what businesses you're in, you can possibly pursue twi uh, Twitter verification for your social media profile. We see the Twitter gives certain accounts verified status indicated by a blue badge with a check mark next to their um, Twitter handle. This indicates that the account is authentic and who it purports to be. Twitter has some categories of accounts that they're looking for and what they deem worthy or ideal for verification. I'm not going to delve into it into great detail here, but I will take uh, kind of a rabbit trail here in the podcast and kind of describe to you uh, how I worked with my uh, a recent client of mine to actually get their Twitter account profile or their Twitter account verified. I'm working with uh, a candidate who is uh, running for a state-level office here in the state of Kentucky. I'm doing his uh, social media. I'm doing his uh, website uh, content. I'm also providing some uh, email marketing support to his uh, campaign and general campaign strategy because they have a, a background in, in political campaigns from the field operative level. And on kind of kind of on a whim, I had decided to... Um, sign my candidate up for Twitter. I know that Twitter is a great place for folks to talk about politics, and there's a lot of uh, great things about Twitter and, and politics. And, of course, there are a lot of uh, negative or probably even nefarious things about having uh, Twitter and politics in the same room. But here we are. I signed him up for Twitter on I think like a Thursday or a, or like a Tuesday of a couple weeks ago. And I started building out his profile with all the elements that I described to you so far. I had a compelling uh, imagery. I had uh, a good bio written. I had all the things I needed to uh, create a good profile. And then I thought, what the heck? Let's see if we can get... Uh, my candidate's uh, Twitter profile verified in very short order. And because Twitter has identified different categories of uh, types of people that they want to, um, that they want to highlight as being authentic and real and uh, who they purport to be and all that, um, they have identified state, uh, and national level candidates as people who they want to verify on Twitter. Now, I mean, you could you can make the argument that Twitter is actually like stoking the fire of the negative things about politics and Twitter, but maybe there's there's a reason for that. Maybe I'm not looking at it the right way. Anyhow, um, I immediately uh, when I started uh, when I got his Twitter account uh, put together. I immediately went through the verification process and there's a process to go through with uh, a political candidate. And, um, at that time when I went through the process, Twitter actually told me it was too early for me to apply for verification and that I needed to wait a minimum of seven days. Now I, 
uh, waited the seven days and I continued to publish content onto his uh, Twitter profile. There was links to website articles and things that uh, I think that his constituents or soon to be constituents would enjoy reading. And I waited. And when the week was out and and the week was up, I reapplied for uh, Twitter to verify his profile. Now, for at least a state-level candidate, there are, uh, I think, really about four pieces that they're looking that they're looking for on Twitter verification. First, uh, the account is filled out, like I said before. It's uh, they have the the picture, the profile photo, all the all the details in creating the profile. Um, they're they're already finished, but then they also ask for. Uh, five different articles that have been written by uh, news sites to uh, attest to the candidates actual being uh, a candidate for the office that they seek. And I was able to do that through uh, the local paper and some other blog posts that had been written about Gary uh, or my candidate, excuse me, about uh, my candidate. And I was able to... um, put that information in there. So that was like step two. Step three was I had to provide my candidate's driver's license uh, front and back to uh, show that this guy was who he was and there's an actual person, you know, whatever they're looking for, they they have a a driver's license. You know, you have to have an ID for just about anything these days. And so I got that. So that was step three. And step four was uh, making sure that his the website that was referenced on his uh, Twitter profile is the campaign's website, and it is. And I think that that was all uh, really about it. Uh, the sticky thing was getting the, the driver's license from my candidate because he's a busy guy and wasn't, you know, just going to, like, tap on his uh, shoulder and say, hey, can I get your driver's license? It was kind of an ordeal. But I went through all that. I pushed the submit button and I waited a couple days and lo and behold, when I visited his Twitter account again, he got the blue check mark. So uh, there is a process to pursuing verification and uh, there are different uh, criteria that you have to meet for different, um, for different categories of people that they want to Verify or that they're looking to verify. So uh, your mileage may vary in this instance because your business may not be that notable or it may, it it just may not make the cut. But if it's something that you're interested in and that you can, um, you know, kind of see where they're, what they're going, uh, what they're going through and all that, uh, definitely try to, to pursue verification. If you don't get verified, then if you go through the process, then you'll know kind of what uh, Twitter is looking for when you reapply for verification in the future. Say like you just started your Twitter account and now you, you've grown your Twitter uh, following exponentially. Maybe then you can reapply and meet that threshold for uh, being verified based on your follower count or, you know, whatever the criteria that you find out would be. So my last point is that 
now that you've gotten all your uh, materials figured out, you've got your business purpose, you've got your social media purpose, you've done all the work to optimize your profile on uh, uh, on Twitter or any other social media network, you you know now it's time to deliver on your brand's promise in a way that makes sense on your Twitter account. For most of us, that means delivering the value that your brand seeks to provide, further enhance or illustrate how your brand is better, uh, is a better choice for consumers when they think of buying their next product, like toothpaste, hair gel, deodorant, you know, there's consumer product goods and things like that, or whatever you're selling. Mostly now, it's time for your brand to interact with, entertain, and inspire followers towards taking action with your brand and business. You know, it, it's something. It, it's something interesting. Uh, as as I'm recording this episode, I'm bringing. Uh, I'm thinking of a <clears throat> a, a well known quick service restaurant named uh, known for its uh, chicken sandwiches and waffle potato fries, and their brand promise is is really about. Uh, taste, speed, and accuracy about food that tastes great, that's delivered fast, and it's it's what you paid for. And oh, by the way, you have uh, a whole team of people in this restaurant who are customer service fanatics. And every time you say thank you, they say, my pleasure. So while Twitter can't exactly help with you know, the operational uh, issues that you may come up with in in a restaurant setting or, or something like that. There is a feeling of the quick service restaurant known for its waffle, potato fries, and chicken sandwiches that you can reflect in the way that you use your social media. And that includes like the tone of voice, which we haven't really talked about, which may be in another episode of the Marketing Distilled podcast. But, you know, what you do is you reinforce the brand promise. And so whether it's like uh, photos of people in your dining room or photos of people being served by your business in, in a way that reflects positively on the brand um, or, or if it's entertaining content, uh, to, to, to show, like, I mean, I I worked at a wine bar several years ago and it's always kind of a go-to example for me in, in situations like this, that, uh, you want to show that you're knowledgeable about wine and you're knowledgeable about bourbon. So Twitter is a great way for you to, uh, expand upon your, um, your knowledge and to uh, show like tasting notes of, uh, of a bourbon that you just got in or a wine bottle that just got shipped to you or, you know, just whatever information to help uh, bolster your brand, bolster the feeling people have when they do business with you, any of those things. And always you want to hopefully encourage a visitor to take action. Let's go back to that URL for a minute where, you know, if you're, if you're encouraging people to take action on something, then that URL might be the place to do it in that uh, you want people to buy this bottle of bourbon. Here's put the link to your bourbon uh, on, on your Twitter bio for a short time. If you want to increase sales or anything like that, 
make sure that that URL is reflective to it. Of course, yes, you can put the URL right in the tweet and, and bypass that, but why waste the why waste the real estate? And why not make it a clear call to action that everybody is like, here's the, here's the ask. I don't have one, I don't have two asks. I don't want you to visit my web store or download this white paper. Those are two different things for two different audiences. But if you're really intentional about um, getting the, the user to take action by buying something, eliminate the choice and just have your, uh, your e-commerce site linked both in your bio and in the tweet that you mentioned. Basically, that's it for delivering on your promise. We'll be back with a word from our sponsor, Asana. This episode of Marketing Distilled is brought to you by Asana Partners. Great marketing programs are driven by teams with smart marketing strategies. Unfortunately, coordinating work across a fragmented mix of spreadsheets, emails, and shared calendars can result in teams losing sight of their strategy, misaligning on goals, and duplicating work. According to the Anatomy of Work Index, marketers spend as much as 60% of their time on work about work, like reporting status updates and chasing approvals. On top of that, 26% of all deadlines are missed each week due to an increased lack of clarity. Asana operationalizes your marketing strategy and executes all of your work in one place so everyone, from managers to individual contributors, has clarity on plans and goals. Get started today by going to jonathangaby.com slash asana. That's jonathangaby.com slash asana. Thanks again for tuning into the Marketing Distilled Podcast. As we close down the bar, put the bottles back on the shelf, wipe down the bar, and start washing our glasses. Let's recap today's episode on, dil- on distilling a dynamite Twitter profile. First, you'll want to determine your purpose and business goals and how to, uh, how to use Twitter to help you reach them. You'll want to create compelling photography and imagery. You'll want to write and craft your profile elements, that being your bio, your URL, and location, and other things. Fourth, you'll want to create a compelling pinned tweet. Say that five times fast. Fifth, you'll want to pursue verification, if that's something important to you. And finally, deliver on your brand's promise. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. You can use these tips not just for Twitter, but as I said throughout the episode, for any other social media profiles you have or would like to start in the future. Don't forget to rate and review the Marketing Distilled Podcast and feel free to email me at contact at jonathangaby.com if you have suggestions, questions, or feedback on this episode or future episodes as well. Thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.